Hey, what's up everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We are back with Cat4 question number 16. We're gonna start making these a little bit shorter. I got some feedback that the 16, 17, 20 minute videos are better for the interviews. We're gonna try and keep these 10 minutes or less. So let's see how we do. Great question came in. Hey, I'm new on a team. I, he is actually a Cat4. Um, what is the number one thing that I should not do to look like a fool in a bike race. And this guy's super strong, definitely strong for a cat four, just doesn't know the tactics and doesn't really know how to race yet. And in I kind of peppered him back with some questions. He's on a big team. I think there's probably 20 plus cat four fives. And trying to find out the dynamic of the team, there's definitely some cat fours that have been there for a while. No offense to you guys, if you've been a cat four for a long time, rethink some of the things that you're doing. Sometimes a lot of bad lessons are taught from the cat fours that have been for, there for a while to the new cat fours. And that's not a diss, it's just kind of what happens. So the new guys just do what the other people tell them to. Number one rule, everybody's heard it, don't chase down your teammate. If your teammate gets up the road in a break, you're waiting there in the group, things are going slow, you're getting bored, you don't attack to bridge to your teammate because you're most likely going to bring other people with you and now the chance that your team wins goes down. But what I really wanna talk about is, say your teammate gets up the road and he goes with two other guys, you have a 33% chance of winning. Everyone also knows this now, you're trying to follow wheels and get a free ride up to the next group. So let's say three guys take off and you latch on. So now you have your teammate and two guys up the road, you and three guys bridging. You do not work because when you get up there, you're now gonna be two out of seven. That's less of a chance of winning. Now there's variables, you could say, well, what if the guy up the road flats? That's bike racing, you're hoping that doesn't happen. Now, what happens if you see one guy go and you latch onto his wheel? One guy might not bridge up to the three guys that are up the road and tow you along. It might be worth it for you to work as long as other people aren't coming with you guys because then you'd have two out of five, much better odds. Now you can be counterattacking each other. You have a guy in there in case one guy flats. The, it's just a much better dynamic. You will hear cat fours though after the race to their teammate, why did you come up? Why did you bridge up? You know, I saw you working. I looked back and you were working with that guy. He should do that. You're not just racing for one guy to get up the road. You're racing for the best possible hand to play. This is a card game, right? Like play your best hand. So things happen very quickly and this happens even more. This isn't a cat four question. You get up to cat three when there's much more attacking, way more team dynamics going on. Um, people are more evenly at the same athletic level, so you can definitely get burned. In Cat 4, a lot of it is a fitness contest. There's not as many attacks, it's not as dynamic. I always tell people, dude, get to Cat 3 as fast as possible. You're gonna learn so much more, especially because then you're racing at 1-2s in a 1-2-3 race, you can see how they race. But what I wanna talk about and hit on is this team of 20 plus people in asking him how had previous races panned out with these guys, he'd only been with them a season, and they'll say things like, well, today's my day to get in the break, or today we're racing for so-and-so. This is a really bad idea. 
I've never been on a team where we've raced for one guy. The only time that you would consider doing that is when, let's say there's a course where only one guy can win. There's a finishing climb up a three mile hill. I'm 83 kilos. I'm probably not gonna win that race. I'm not trying to go to the base of that climb in a group of 10 to 20 guys. So you wanna have the conversation of, okay, Brendan, the only way that he could win is if he gets in a group of other big dudes that get up the road, we're cool with that. Or we might work to keep things together if we have a climber. If we don't have a climber, someone specifically super light that can win that from that small group that eventually shreds as you get a, mi a mile and a half of the climb, you know, we're gonna be sending guys early, often, trying to force a break that gets away and stays away. This type of thing does not happen in a Cat 4 race. It's a fitness contest for a lot of these hill climb finishes. For a race where it's, you know, a normal road race, undulating rollers and whatnot, to pick one guy to get in the break, it causes confusion because your weight, like, if he's not in perfect position when guys go up the road, other guys are like, well, do I follow? Yeah, I gotta follow that. And now I'm in the break. Well, am I in, am I in the break? Should I sit here? Should I work? And maybe he's gonna bridge. Like maybe he's not gonna bridge. Maybe he doesn't feel good. Maybe he didn't eat right. What am I doing on the next lap? Da, 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 da. Like bike racing, there's a million variables. You cannot say today, this is your day, Johnny. Like it's all you. It just does not work that well. Everyone's super hesitant. Just go race. And the thing is, if you have somebody that is getting in the break more often than other people, that's most likely that they're just stronger. They're not gonna be on your team for the next three years anyways. Like, let that person get the Ws and move on and upgrade. And if they stay within the club system, hopefully they can help you along. But, you know, you have athletes that are just better than other people and they have that knack of getting in the break or forcing a break at a cat four level, it's fitness usually, or they're just aggressive, right? Now, if someone's getting in a break and they're always losing, then you might say, hey, that's not working for you. You need to like reshift your strategy to work within the team. But to say, it's not you today, it's you. Now all the pressure's on this one guy. Stop doing that to somebody. Rather, if you have 10 guys at a race, immediately two or three guys should be going up the road. Make everybody else chase. Two or three guys are counterattacking. Make everybody else chase. Eventually, some of your guys are gonna get away and you're gonna have that really good hand to play. You're gonna have two guys in the break, three guys in the break. When you have that many people, you even say, we are not working in a break when there's only one guy. Like, if I get up the road and I'm with three other guys, forget it. And you need to tell the rider who's new and hasn't been in a break, people will get excited sometimes. I'm in the break, I made the break. Like, this is my day to maybe get on the podium. Yeah, but if you have a bad hand, think of the team, wait till it reshuffles and have two, three, four guys in the break. Stack the break, give your team the best chance to win. So don't chase your teammate back, understand when to bridge, and if you have a ton of people, use the numbers. Don't say we're all gonna work for one guy because also a cat four team, you all haven't raced that much together. You start having those sixth sense things and feelings and motions. Like if I get pulled back, I can almost bet a hundred bucks when Wally's gonna counterattack. 
When I was with Vatsik in upstate New York, like it was just boom, boom, boom. If I went, then he went, then John Hunter went, then Dan Varney would go. Like it was just, we knew when to go because we flowed and worked with each other for three to four years. So that's the other benefit of upgrade as fast as possible. Find a squad of people that you like and just start gelling. That's why team camp happens like gel, 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 gel. We, I, you know, we've got a new squad this year of different guys I've raced against and with. I was super bummed we couldn't do a team camp because of COVID because like we still haven't had that cohesive weekend of just even just riding together and learning when people naturally attack on an animated group ride of the six to eight of you is really important to know and learn and take notes. And as you take notes on your teammates, you learn how to take notes on your opponents because that's a whole other video. You got to be able to do that very, very quickly. Got to size people up and know, okay, this is the hand I've got. This guy kind of looks like a sprinter. Maybe he can actually sprint. And, you know, if you didn't do enough homework beforehand, you got to figure out how to figure it out during the race. So figure it out. That's the new statement that's coming out a lot. So, all right, guys, if you have questions, post them below. Please share the video with your teammates. Don't race for one guy. Race as a squad. You guys will all win more. The wind will get spread around. Don't worry, someone's not gonna hog them. And if they do, don't be disheartened. They're just better than you and they're gonna move on. That's just the truth of it, all right? Get after it, 2021, hoping we get to race safely. See you later.